My freshman year in college, my best friend was this guy named Chip. And he was a great guy. He was like really free-spirited and really open. And he was the kind of person who would like ask like dumb questions in class. And everybody would like roll their eyes or like, oh my God, I can't believe. But they were always like really good questions. Like the kind of question that everyone thinks is dumb, but it's really like not. Like he would just ask the really essential questions that no one was asking. And I was proud of him. And I loved him. He was just a great friend. And we both were getting like increasingly political, like becoming like Marxists. And he was taking it a little more seriously than I was. Uh, I was like an intellectual Marxist. And he was like, we have to quit school and join the working class and work in a factory. And I was like, well, no, we don't. And he was like, yeah, we do. And so he quit school and he started working in a factory. And because he was becoming more Marxist than I was, I started hanging out with my friend Arnold Moore, who was more of an intellectual and less of a practical <laughs> political activist. And Chip and I started drifting away a little bit. And then Chip started going out with this girl named Allison. And she was a flutist. And she was kind of like working class, which is to say she didn't really belong with the Yale crowd that Chip hung out with. But one day, I was all alone in my house, and I was getting ready to go to class, and I was running a little late. And the phone rang, and it was Allison, Chip's girlfriend. And she said, Kave, I forgot my wallet at home and at the bus station in New Haven, and I can't afford to pay for the bus to go to Hartford where I have a, a gig. And can you bring me, like, some money? And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have any money on me, and I have to go to class. I, I, I can't. And she was like, well, I don't know what to do. I, I, can't, I, can't, I need to go to this gig. I said, well, I don't, I don't know what you should do, but I don't have any money on me, and also, I have to go to my class. He said, well, can you look around and see if there's any money in the house? And I said, okay. And I'm thinking, even if there was money in the house, like, I don't have time to bring it to you. Like, she was, like, far away. But I look around cursorily, and there is no money, of course. Who's got money laying around? And so I say, I'm sorry, there's no money. She's like, well, I don't know what to do. I said, I'm sorry, Allison. Maybe you should just cancel the gig or just not go. She's like, well, I can't do that. I said, well, I don't know, Allison, but I really have to go to class right now. So she said, okay. And I hung up, and I went to class, and... That was the end of that. But then like a year later, Chip moved out of our house so he could start working in a factory and live among the workers. And then he ended up moving to New York. And I didn't see him in a while, but I was going to New York for the weekend because I was supposed to meet Stan Brackage, the filmmaker. And I was going to be with a friend, my friend John, and I asked Chip if John and I could stay with him. And he said, sure. So we went to New York. But when we got there, he called me and said that something came up and he had to leave town so he wouldn't be able to put us up. And I said, well, can we just stay at your apartment? And he said, no, because Allison will be here. And I said, well, we can't stay there with Allison? And he said, no. And I said, um, okay. And I was trying to think of who I could stay with. And there was this professor at Yale, a philosophy professor named Johnny Vatimo. He was a famous Heidegger scholar who had told me that if I'm ever in New York 
to reach out and I could always stay with him. So I called Johnny Vatimo and he said, sure, come on over. You can stay here. So I go there with my friend John. And as soon as we walk in, he says, who's that guy? I said, that's my friend John. He says, he can't stay here. And I say, well, he's my friend. He says, well, he can't stay here. I said, you could stay. I didn't say he could stay here. I said, well, I'm not going to, we're together. Like, I'm not going to stay here without him. And he said, look, there's no room in here. He said, well, why can't he just sleep on the, he can sleep on the floor. We can both sleep on the floor right here. And he said, no, you're going to sleep in the bed with me. And there's no room for him. And I realized, is this guy gay? Is this like a gay thing? And he said I could stay here because he wants me to sleep in the bed with him. And I just said, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, can we just please both sleep on the floor in the kitchen? And he said, no, you can't. Get out. So I was like, okay, so much for Heidegger. And so after Johnny Vatimo kicked us out, I called Allison and I said, Allison, listen, I tried to stay at this other place. It was this professor. And he said, I could only stay there without my friend and only if I slept in his bed with him. And I've got nowhere to go. Can we please stay at your place? And she said, remember that time I called you on the phone and I need you to bring me money at the bus station and you didn't? I said, yeah. She said, well, I had to hitchhike to Hartford and it was really scary. And no, I'm not going to let you stay at my place. And I said, Allison, I didn't have any money. I was late for class. She said, you let me hitchhike to Hartford by myself and you wouldn't help me out. So now I'm not going to help you out. And I said, Allison, what are you talking about? Like, you could certainly stay at my place if you needed a place to stay. I wouldn't throw you out on the street. I just couldn't come and bring you money at that moment. And she said, I'm sorry. What goes around comes around. And she hung up the phone. And I was like, wait till Chip hears about this. <laughs> She's going to be in trouble. So we ended up spending the night at Penn Station. And you're not allowed to sleep there, but you can sit there. And it was full of like homeless people and crazy people. And whenever anyone started to nod off, a policeman would come and hit them with a stick to wake them up. And it was basically like hell. It was just like a hellish, sleepless experience. And I was so upset. And then one day, Chip came to New Haven and he came over and I told him what happened. And he said, well, she doesn't have to let you in if she doesn't want to. And I said, Chip, what are you talking about? Like, it goes against everything we believe in. Equality, communism, community, camaraderie. And he said, well, you didn't help her when she needed help, so why should she help you when you need help? I said, Chip, I can't believe you're saying this. What about, what about Marxism? What about kindness? And he said, it's not her responsibility to like put you up if she doesn't feel comfortable doing it. So I said, well, Chip, it's not my responsibility to house you if I don't like doing it either. So get out of my house. And he said, are you serious? I said, yeah. So it's just like that. You're going to kick me out of your house. I said, yeah, just like your girlfriend, I'm going to kick you out of my house. And he said, really? I said, yes, get out. And he said, okay. And he walked out. Now, I was just thinking, I'm teaching him a lesson. He's going to see what it's like. And after he walks about 20 yards, I'm going to come out and say, Chip, I was just kidding. I was trying to show you what it's like. Come back. So I go out 
and he's gone. Like he's not there. And I'm calling, Chip, Chip, come back. I didn't mean it. I was just trying to make a point. But he's gone. I, I don't see him anywhere. I, I go running. I go looking. He's just completely gone. And that was the last time I ever saw him. 